Welcome to the Passive Mobile Home Park Investing Podcast with your host, Andrew Keel. This is the podcast where you can get the education you need to invest 100% passively in the highly profitable niche of mobile home parks. Welcome to the Passive Mobile Home Park Investing Podcast. This is your host, Andrew Keel. And today we have an absolutely amazing guest in Mr. Chris Rude. Chris is the number one real estate wholesaling coach in the US and Canada. Chris is also the principal at Rude's Real Estate and chrisrude.com. Chris is a full-time real estate investor, coach, mentor, sales professional, and entrepreneur. Chris is the father of five and has been interviewed by the likes of Grant Cardone and others. Chris loves mobile home parks, and I'm excited to learn more about his experience in the space. Chris, welcome to the show. Thank you, man. Looking forward to it. Awesome. Can you, can you please start out by telling our listeners a little, bit, a little bit about your background and how you got into manufactured housing? Yeah, man. I've always been an entrepreneur my whole life. Started a lot of businesses. Some did good, some did bad. Uh, did real estate wholesaling, flipping for a while. Did really good with that. Um, did single family homes. You know, had a kind of a bad experience with single family homes. It was just hard to scale. Things were expensive to fix. The roof, AC. Uh, we were buying nicer single family homes, and they would just they would trash them, right? And um, I was looking for a better passive play. Uh, than what I was currently doing. And I uh, started doing research about four years ago. And um, I, I noticed that that uh, Warren Buffett had bought out Clayton Mobile Homes and he had bought out another big manufacturing company. I forgot what, he, what it was, but in, I read an article about, it was about four or five years ago. I read an article he wrote about manufacturing homes and the un, uh, the, how the economy basically was becoming unaffordable for rentals, right? Like there was just, you know, and that mobile homes were and mobile home parks were like the last vestiges of affordable housing. So when I read that, that made a lot of sense to me. And during that time, when I read that, I just, all the shifts in the economy and things getting, you know, you you just boom, bust, boom, bust, and things always getting, you know, to where it's like, you can never predict what's going to happen. I did more research and I noticed during the 2000, eight crash that mobile homes, uh, stocks and all that actually soared. And I'd always, and I always stayed in my mind. And so we, uh, when I read that too, I was like, you know what, there's something to, if if Warren Buffett is going to go and and buy out all these manufacturers. And then, you know, he, he, I think he bought out a bunch of mobile home, huge mobile home parks from what I'm understanding. Yeah. He's involved in the financing of it too. So yeah. So he's got his hands all in it. So he's not stupid. And I realize I'm not that bright and (laughs) and I'm, and I'm smart enough to know that I don't know. And if I, if I just watch people that are smarter than me and I just do a fraction of what they're doing, I could probably win. So with that said, I was like, you know, there's some, that makes so much sense, you know, affordable housing rents keep going up. You got long-term appreciation is just killing the the rental market where people just can't find an affordable place to live. So I started doing research on it. I wanted to invest in mobile home parks. So started putting out feelers and I found a, my first park from a realtor. Right. And it was a off market deal. And he, he brought it to me at, you know, like for anybody else before it even hit the market. It was a little small 24 unit park, right? Um, picked it up for $405,000. Now, if you know anything about apartments and all that, 
you can't find a 24 unit apartment complex of 405 bucks barely. Right. <laughs> so it's the, the amount of debt that you got to put on this asset class is a fraction of the kind of debt you got to put on say multifamily apartments. So that's the first thing I could tell you that's way more better. If that's a word more better, <laughs> a lot, a lot better than say apartments, right. Is that I can put, I can, I can get a, I can use a lot more debt to leverage a lot more. And what I've noticed when, when I bought the park and I started rehabbing it, the cost to fix it was a, with that said, um, when, when I started rehabbing, I was like, they, I could have a totally destroyed trailer and I can make it look brand new again for sometimes like six to $8,000. And that's brand new, like brand new floors, brand new. It's like, it's just a box. Right. And then when I would, for the roof, I could, you know, if it's an older trailer, I can put, uh, it's called cool seal, especially if it's an older, I had bought the, the an older park. So it had, it had eighties and ninety model trailers. So I had the 10 trailers and I and had that, that kind of trailer. It wouldn't have, it didn't have the um, shingles. It didn't, have, it didn't have asphalt. Yeah, it was just a metal metal roof, right? Yes. So we'd put the you know that that quick that what's called quick um, cool seal. You know, yeah, quick seal. I was like, man, I, I can get a brand new roof for like three hundred bucks, <laughs> and it lasts <laughs> it, it lasts like seven years before you got to do it again. So I was like, dude, this is cheap, right? And then I noticed on top of that that the rents were not that far off from a single family home that I could buy that would cost me three to four times that amount to mm-hmm. buy. So I just started adding all of it. I was like, man, this is like so much. Now, granted, it doesn't look as pretty. It's got the stigma of trailer park trash. It's, it's got this and it's got that, but the money's still green, right? And it comes in a lot faster and a lot greener and it doesn't go out the, the door as fast as say single family homes and apartments. So as I got into asset class and started rehabbing my first one, I was just like, wow, this is amazing. So I bought it for 405. I rehabbed, I think about maybe seven, eight of them in there. I hauled in another four or five newer ones that I found through my wholesaling business going direct to seller. I bought them for super cheap. Like I was buying brand. This is another added advantage for you listeners. So I have a, a professional wholesaling business. We wholesale all over the South and I get a lot of leads that come in from mobile homes. And before I had a mobile home park business, I would just throw those leads away. I wouldn't do anything with a mobile home. Now, literally like case in point, I'm buying a 2018 brand new, uh, let's say brand new, it's two years old, 2018 Clayton mobile home from a lady out of Baton Rouge right now that I'm about to haul into a park I just bought. She paid $55,000 for it. She just wants to get rid of it, and it's hard for her to find somebody to re- to buy because most finance companies don't want to refinance them or sell them. I'm buying that trailer for sixteen thousand dollars, wow. right? Now it's going to cost me about twenty two hundred dollars to move it. It's going to cost me about another, uh, I'd say thirty five hundred dollars to put the pad down, replumb it. I'll be all in probably say twenty one, twenty two thousand, but I'll get a thousand to eleven hundred bucks for that on a twenty two thousand dollar investment. What does that? <laughs> and nothing else, right? Nothing does that. I, I've tried it. So that's so that's the the another pertinent point that you guys got to pay attention to is the cost per unit is so much cheaper, right? Mm-hmm. So, so you you own all of your mobile homes in your communities, right? You're a park yeah, just about home. yeah, just about all of. I, I got a couple parks out of my portfolio that have a few here and there that. Have, that were lot rent that I just never, you know, they, they're still there, but eventually I'm going to probably eventually I, I'd rather own the trailers. Now, some people, you know, th- this is another pertinent fact that you understand. Like, I'm not saying that owning the trailers is the best thing to do. 
I just know for me, I'm a full-time investor. I have a team. I have, I have a team of six people that go around fixing stuff. So, you know, I pay them 15, $16 an hour. And then we have a park manager, we give them free rent. It just makes sense for me to do that. Now, if you're say a chiropractor, doctor, attorney, you got a couple million bucks you want to invest. You don't have a team set up and it, it may not be the best idea to buy an older value add a mobile home park to fix because you're going to have to manage that. You may want to just stick to lot rent. It depends on your situation, right? But it just made sense for me. And I noticed I'd rather get, you know, 800 bucks a month in rent than 200 in lot rent. If I have, you know, and I got my maintenance guy living there for free that, you know, he goes and fixes a plumbing issue that costs me, you know, 15 bucks for his one hour of labor and a $10 party. So it cost me 25 bucks versus having a, a plumber that would have charged me 250 bucks. So that's sure. kind of the, that's kind of the things that we, so we always have one guy in the park. There's always a, a guy in the park that knows how to do maintenance that'll, that'll do it for cheap. If you give them free rent and you can, you, you can pay him 12, 15 bucks an hour, it just works out and it makes sense. And that's how I've been able to scale and keep it profitable. So that's another added bonus, but, um, yeah, I mean, I, dude, I, 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 all I can say is that it's cash flowed the best for me out of all that stuff I've done. I own apartments, I own short term vacation rentals. I do like short term vacation rentals. Um, but by far, mobile home parks are my favorite because I do see the writing on the wall. Economically speaking, with COVID, you know, I think America's going to get poorer, not richer, especially with everything that, you know, now they supposedly round two of COVID's coming, whether you believe that or not, you know, that's a whole nother a whole nother podcast, but you know, whether it's here, right? So how has COVID affected my parks? It has exponentially helped my parks. Why, why am I saying that? Because people are losing their jobs. They're getting out of their single family homes and they're downsizing into something more affordable. And we, when COVID hit back in February and March, we ran about a, I probably, we probably, depending on which location, which state the parks at, uh, I'd say an average seven to 10% vacancy rate when COVID hit within the next 30 days after that I was full and I'd never been full like that before. I'd always run a, a vacancy. Now, and, and I say it depends on the park, Florida parks, they, they would always, they would stay full, but some of the ones in Louisiana, I'd run about an eight to 10%, but even the ones that I have in, in less desirable areas are full. They have, I don't have any vacancies to this day. COVID has absolutely helped my business on the affordable mobile home park side. So, and how's collections been, you know, occupancy you said has been good as collections remained high. I, I luckily I have not had a whole lot of problems. I I've, I've maybe had a handful of people not pay, but it, it wasn't now, listen, I was really scared about, I was like, dude, I'm screwed. Nobody's going to pay rent, <laughs> but I've been fortunate. Like I've only had maybe out of all my parks and we have 350 units. Um, seven, eight people not pay because saying they couldn't pay. Like, so like I was shocked. So, I mean, that's a good number for what everything that's going on with, with COVID. So um, now we did just buy a 30 unit a couple of weeks ago or a month ago that, you know, half the park wasn't paying, but we, we just, we, we just put eviction and we got them all evicted. We put in all, we're holding in all brand new trails. I'm a big advocate of, you know, we're not buying the first park I bought. I wanted to be conservative. I bought, that was probably a D plus C minus park. All the parks we're buying now are, are like, B plus, A minus, B, you know, and I say B, I shouldn't be saying that to, to be, to be correct in the mobile home park, they use a scale of one to five, five in apartments. They do A, B, C, D. I don't know why they do that. Just, I just rather just use A, B, C, D, but anyway, but we're, we're buying more higher end mobile home park. I say higher end. 
that re- the rent Better range quality. from Potter. Yeah, newer homes, right? Yeah, I would 2010 on up. 10, 10 years or, or younger, right? That's mm-hmm. what we're doing, or newer. And we found that's the sweet spot. It's a better quality tenant. We're getting about uh, $800 to $1,100 a month in rent for that style. Now, we are pulling in brand new trailers to a park. I just thought we, we, we literally are putting all brand new trailers. I can probably get $1,200 for these brand new trailers, and I'm getting them wow. from from Clayton. I'm, I'm buying a bunch. Of, as a matter of fact, I just ordered seven new ones uh, yesterday. I'm get, they were $38,900, you know, but, but – the line, the fact there's so much demand right now, the prices went up. So I think we're buying them for like 43, 44 brand new installed with central AC, but I can get 1100 bucks. It's still a good return. Yeah. And, and I won't have any maintenance for probably, you know, five to seven years. So, um, that's my play. I, I think. Uh, are you I, using I, the, the 21st mortgage cash program for those, or are you just paying cash for those new homes? I am paying cash and, and I'm going through small community banks, but I, I'd like to know more about what you just said, if that's a, if they got a program or something, but I, I haven't, no, I'm not using those guys. Yeah. So, so Warren Buffett owns 21st mortgage and they uh, have a program where they will finance the full, I think it's the transport install and the cost of the home uh, entirely. And then you have 12 months to sell the home while it sits on your lot to sell the, the mobile manufactured home. So it's, it's a unique program. It's called a cash program. You should, you should chat they with have them about it. Investor? It's an Sorry? investor program. It's an investor program. Yeah. Yeah. It's specifically for community owners to, you know, fill their vacant lots with, with these brand new, new homes. So wow. it's a good program. I'm going to definitely check into that, but, uh, yeah, man. I mean, that, that's kind of where we're at. And we're, so we're, we're scaling now. I'm going heavy, heavy and hard with uh, marketing. We're, we're trying to buy a park every month or every other month. I looked wow. at two yesterday and uh, we're going hard and heavy because I, I, I do think, you know, that this is where it's at. I, I don't, I don't think, you know, the, what's been your biggest, like, what's been your biggest headache or your biggest struggle so far? I mean, I got, I got 1500 units. And we, we, we follow the tenant owned home model, you know, cause yeah. I don't want the headaches of, of maintenance and things like that. And, you know, same with you, I'm trying to scale the, the business. So obviously you, you, it sounds like you have, you know, all your parks in a, a cluster and then you have your own maintenance crew that can go around and, and fix, you know, yep. issues with the park owned homes. So what, what's your biggest headache? Is that, you know, the headache it's, or is the new homes taking that away? It's the rehab side of it. It's when you buy the value add parks, rehabbing is that by far the biggest headache. So, um, but then you, you, you know, you're forcing so much depreciation. I mean, when it's all said and done, we're into these parks for like 50 cents on the dollar. Yeah. You know, I got, I got a park. I paid, uh, I, I paid 210,000 for a 24 unit from a super motivated. So absolutely stole it. I put, I, I hauled in seven brand new trailers and re- rehabbed probably another six, the biggest headache was definitely the rehab, you know, brought it back to the bank. We were all in at 465 at appraised for a million fifty. Wow. And we were getting, you know, 16, 17,000 a month for it. So, but, but, there, but I paid for it, right. A lot of headache with the, you know, rehab. So there's, there's always going to be a trade-off. There's nothing easy. Like <laughs> if you're going to, you can afford to, pre- you can, you can be into a park and have a fantastic equity position and buy these value add parks, but you're going to pay for it. Right. The bigger the problem, the bigger the payout. And now, I mean, yeah, you know, it's not I'm, an annuity. You know, it's an active business. No, so, you know, people it's get into business. it need to know that. Right. It's exactly right. So, to answer your question about how we're doing it, it's like you know, 
our main office is based in south south uh, west louisiana and south i'm sorry south central louisiana and lafayette and we're buying parks like the first four parks of our were in lafayette we built a team and and then from there we started buying more parks in baton rouge which is an hour away now we're looking buying parks close to new orleans we're looking at some in lake charles so we just keep going further and further out using the central base of lafayette with the team and the systems and the and the three girls in the office and we got six maintenance guys they just go around and they either do you got one that does just light maintenance and we got four of them that are doing the rehabs and then we have another one that's doing you know a little bit heavier maintenance but it's just um and is that similar to what you did in in your wholesaling business you know you you started small you built a team and you just bolted onto that and then that that enabled you to grow right that's exactly right we from from the in out from the inside out you just you master your backyard you build a team in your backyard and you just go a little bit further out a little bit further out a little bit further out and then you just keep pushing out i don't think i can go any further than louise i do have a park in florida we have a good manager over there and a partner um, we're looking at we're, we want to buy as many parks in louisiana that are good deals you know we want to probably get up to you know maybe i think i can get up to probably 750 a thousand units just in louisiana because let me, let me tell you something there's not a whole lot of people that want to mess with park owned homes and this is buy, how I'm, are they do you buy in like flood zones do you does that I do have you? A in, I do have a couple in flood zones, but if I can't steal it, I don't buy it. Like the one I paid two ten for, that's how I was able to steal it because it was in a flood zone. So if if it's not an absolute steal, I won't buy it in a flood zone. But and how um, does that? How does you know? How do you get comfortable with that risk? Is there well, you have flood, specifically or? Yeah, we we just we throw we put flood insurance and we make sure we cover our debt. And um, as long as I'm I'm covered, I mean, I have the you know I have the people that can fix it even if it does flood. You know, and let me back up. We block them when we put them in a flood zone. We block them so high, it's you know they're not they're not going to flood. Like we, they're literally three and a half, four foot off the ground mm-hmm. in floods. We just put extra blocks. So that's the first hedge we do, and then we we get a you know a, um, what's called an elevation certificate. If you're not familiar with what an elevation certificate is, and we just make sure we we raise the AC unit. Uh, high, just as high as the the unit. So we get, you know, we might only pay 250 bucks a year for that, for that trailer. And then we just insure it to make sure we cover the debt. I mean, there's always going to be risk in any, you know, any flood zone that put them in, but if you put them high enough, you should be good. And on top of that, if it does flood, you know, I have the people that I'm paying, you know, 12, 15 bucks an hour, I would probably get more money in insurance than I would that would cost the fix to be honest (laughs) with you. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a really good point. So what's, uh, what's your end game goal? Is this, you know, are you going full mobile homes or, you know, and, and kind of stepping away from your other businesses or where, where are you going to be at in, you know, 10 years? I'm always going to wholesale and flip properties. It's, it's a cash cow for me. Um, we roll all that capital into the mobile home parks. Yes, but I'm going to scale the mobile home parks. We just, we're in the process of starting a fund. We're probably six weeks out from launching it. I'm going to start raising private capital and we're going to go in, in different markets and, and buy, buy these park owned homes that none of the big money guys want to mess with because there's a big vacuum there. And we found that if we just, you know, as long as we buy them 10, 10, 15 year old, no, no older than 10 to 15 years, it's not such a, a headache that we can't handle the rehab or the, um, the value add to it. Now, if you get if you buy an '80s model, yes, it's gonna. We've done a couple of those. It was tough. We've we forced a lot of appreciation, but it's not worth our time. So we're gonna we've got a model down where we get a team set up in that 
market, you, you get, um, we get a partner boots on the ground and we, we build, you know, a team of three or four maintenance guys that we can, you know, pay $15 an hour. We go in there and just do, we do basic stuff. We throw a metal roof on there, a tin roof. We can get for 50, we can put it in install for 1500 bucks. We put the vinyl planks, the, the, the vinyl, um, planks that are their lifetime. You put that, you're done. You spend like, I think they're, they're a little bit more than putting the cheap carpet or the cheap, uh, laminate wood. Yeah, you're done. You can spill milk, food, water, whatever. It does not warp its lifetime. You're done. And then we just go in there and put, you know, some home, uh, some Home Depot cabinets and some Formica and paint it, and we're done. You know, and and yeah. that's it'll harden it enough to where you probably wouldn't have to mess with it for any hard maintenance for probably ten years, eight to ten years. Yeah, that's and window I mean, units. That's, that's another point. Let me talk about this window units. We've been putting window units in these nice trailers and we still get the same amount of rent. You guys put in central ACs. Now when we buy a brand new, we get a free central AC, but when they break like 15, 12, 15 years are done, we're not putting another central. We put two to three window units. It's, a, it's an AC and heat. You can get them from Home Depot for 450 bucks. We put in those in the in the, the trailers and they're 450 bucks. So I'm, I can get a brand new AC system for basically 1400 bucks and I'm, I'm good for another five to seven years. These these central airs, you go and put Your a tenants central- aren't yelling at you when their electric bills are going off the charts. No man, I mean we haven't had any complaint. We really have not had. I mean I think they're getting they're getting more and more efficient with the technology with these window units, and we haven't had anybody complain. But they um, they they don't last as long as a central. They'll probably they probably they probably break in four or five years. But even with a central air, you're gonna you're going to pay six to 7,000 for a brand new central air. And then the maintenance, you know, every, you know, after about three or four years, you should have a maintenance on it. It's, it's three to 600 bucks every time you get called. So I could buy a brand new window unit every time I get a service call. So it just made sense for us to go that route. And we've been doing that for three and a half years now. And it's, it's worked out thus far. The only issue is you get upset tenant, you kick them out. They steal your your window units. (laughs) (laughs) They're taking it with them. You know, but the one thing I like about the business is, you know, affordable housing and, and just mobile home parks in general. There's a lot of ways to make money. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of different models, right? From the tenant-owned home model to the park-owned home model, you know, to, you know, selling the mobile homes themselves, you know, and, and just being in that business of, of investing in just the mobile homes. So, uh, it's, it's pretty cool. You know, if you were going to passively invest, Chris, into this asset class, passively, you know, what, what would be like your, your top three things, or maybe there's fewer, maybe there's a little bit more. What are like the top things you would look out for? If I would just put my money with an investor and not being actively involved. Yeah. I would look for a track record of the operator, you know, make sure, you know, how many of these parks has he rehabbed? Um, I, I want, I don't want somebody that tells me how good he is at it. I want somebody that's made a lot of mistakes because that's where the wisdom's at. You know, it's not, you don't, you're not, you don't learn nothing when all you do is win. So if you hear somebody talking about all they do is win, they run. <laughs> you want to you want to hire yeah, an experienced right. guy that that has lost probably thirty to forty percent of the time because that guy is going to have massive wisdom on what not to do. That's the first thing I'm looking for. Second thing I'm looking for is obviously location. I'm looking for. I really really like port cities: hmm. New Orleans, Baton Rouge, Mobile, Alabama, Panama City Beach, port cities from an economic standpoint are always going to have money being circulated around no matter what the economy does. Um, I've noticed this in like all, we, we own about, we own six parks in Baton, uh, five parks in Baton Rouge. They freaking mm. kick ass. 
I mean, we have, it, we don't have a problem with filling them up at all. Um, so That's I like great. ports. I like port cities in the South. Um, I'm not saying I won't buy, I just live on the, I live on the Gulf. So there's a lot of port cities, but you may live in, you know, somewhere, you know, in the North. So that may not apply, but I'm looking for infrastructure, you know, economic infrastructure that can support rents, um, factories, jobs, you got to look for jobs first and foremost jobs. Now, as far as location, I, I'm looking, I'm looking for a, a better location than I am looking for a better, nicer park. Cause I can change the units or rehab the units, but I can't change the real estate. So make sure you're buying. Cause I've seen parks for sale, like out in the country and out far away that are like newer, nicer trailers and they're selling and it's a good deal. There's a reason why they're selling. Like you got to get around jobs. Like the sure. rental market's only as good as the job market. That's another thing. I look for school districts. Um, and, and I just look at the overall, I go with my gut too. I go look at walk the parks. Like what's the overall feel? Like, what does it feel like when you walk around? Is it, what kind of, what kind of vehicles are the, are the tenants driving? Um, so those are some of the things. You know, I think that those are a great piece of, of advice right there. I mean, I, we spend a lot of time looking at the markets because like you said, if there's no jobs, it doesn't matter how nice your mobile homes are, you're not going to be able to fill them, you know? So that's, yep. that's a big thing. Do you, do you look for anything specific in regards to the utility infrastructure, Chris? Yes. So we, we, we preferably like city sewer, city water. Um, we're, we're definitely looking for that. But, I mean, I do have parks where we have oxidation ponds and all that. But we do a lot of research on that before we buy. And we, what's the overhead on that? Make sure it makes sense. Um, another key point you guys got to pay attention to is if you're going to buy one of these parks, you need to call the city before you buy it to make sure you're grandfathered in. And that if you want to replace an older trailer, that you actually can do that. And what year make and model or what year they may want a brand new one or they may want to you know, no older than a 2015. Right. Because I did that when I first got started. I bought a park and they changed some of the, the covenances and some of the rules and that. You know, now I can't even change out the trailers. If I pull the trailers out, I can't put a new one. So basically, and thank God it's my smallest park. It's just a little baby park I bought when I first got started. It's a little eight unit, but I can't put any brand new trailers. I can't put any trailers. So we're going to have to rehab. We're going to have to rehab these um, these older units when they finally, which is fine. I mean, the good, the good thing about trailers, it's just a frame sitting on wood. It's not... You literally get, there's there's trailers out there that look really nice from the 70s and 60s. I've seen that are totally rehab, and you could gut them to the studs and make them look brand new. So everything about it is cheaper. Everything about it, you 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 get almost the same amount of rent as say a single family home. Not as much, but the 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 rent to to maintenance ratio is way better as far as your overhead is going to be a lot lower. And here's another kicker that most people don't realize. I've studied this. I've looked at all the graphs. People that live in mobile home parks, they stay there. The average is five years. You know what the average is for an apartment? Hmm. 14 months. Wow. That's the average turnaround. And, and it made sense because I'd buy some of these parks. They've been there for 15 years, 10 years. I got one lady for 22 years. So for some reason, America likes mobile home parks, right? I just made some shirts and hats to make, make mobile home parks great again, right? Because I mean, <laughs> it's, I think, because I think I really do in my heart believe it's needed and wanted. Not everybody can afford a $1,500 to $2,000 single family home note. Like America's yeah. going to keep getting poorer and poorer. And I think a lot of mandates are going to come, a lot of legislation is going to come down the pipeline 
here as the economy gets worse and worse. They're going to, I think they're going to make us, they're going to, they're going to start allowing, they're going to probably start, you know, incentivizing investors to put parks. Whereas the past 15, 20 years, they've been de-incentivizing, trying to push them out, trying to get rid of them. Why? Because there was no tax money. There was no problem. They can't make, they can't make any money on the property taxes, but now they got a problem where there's nowhere to live. That's affordable. Yeah, it's it's uh, one of the big deals. And like you said, the zoning is not so easy right now to get approved because of, you know, a couple of factors. Nobody wants to live next to, you know, right? Not in my backyard. No one wants to live right behind a mobile home park. And then, like you said, the, the tax incentives for the municipalities isn't that great. So, Chris, it was great having you on the show, man. Thank you so much for, for adding value to all of our listeners. Uh, how can listeners get a hold of you if they'd like to? Yeah. So you, you can, uh, if, if you're interested in coaching, I have a coaching program on the wholesaling flipping side and, and mobile home park investing, go to chrisrude.com and book a call with me and my team. If you want to follow me on Instagram at real estate rude, I, I share my whole life. Me and my wife ride around all day, looking at parks, flipping houses. We do land development. We own short-term vacation rentals on the beach. Like we're true real estate investors. Our, our whole living is made off of real estate and we're not just, you know, we don't just flip houses. I do a lot of different things in the space. So you can follow me there. I do uh, I do a lot of Facebook lives, just giving free content every week at Chris Root Entrepreneur on Facebook. Me and my wife do Facebook lives, try to help people get started in the business. So yeah, follow me there. And um, and uh, you know, I, if you're interested in coaching, hit me up. Awesome, Chris. Well, thank you all so much for tuning in. If you like the show, please hit the subscribe button so you're set up to receive all of our future interviews with rock stars in the mobile home park space. That's it for today. Thank you all so much for tuning in. To see Mobile Home Park value add projects in progress? If so, follow us on Instagram at Passive MHP Investing for photos and awesome videos from our recent Mobile Home Park acquisitions. Once again, that's at Passive MHP Investing on Instagram. See you there.